Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Berean Post podcast. And for those of you that have been following along, you know that we have been going through the book of 1 Corinthians. And I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into the text. Uh, Our chapter and verses this morning are chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 of 1 Corinthians. And Paul writes these words. He says, none of these None of the rulers of this age knew, for had they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen or ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Again, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. When Paul refers to the rulers of this world. Is he referring to worldly or human authorities, powers, leaders, or spiritual ones? The exact meaning of his phrase can be interpreted in a couple of ways, and different scholars have varying perspectives on its specific reference. One interpretation is that Paul refers to um, his time's political or governmental authorities, including Jewish and Roman leaders. And in this view, Paul suggests that these rulers did not understand the wisdom of God, which ultimately, which is ultimately revealed in and through Jesus Christ. Paul emphasized that if these rulers had truly understood God's wisdom, they would have not have crucified Jesus, who was described as the Lord of glory. But another interpretation is that Paul refers to the spiritual powers or forces that operate in the world. And according to this view, the rulers of this world could include demonic or spiritual forces that are at work in opposition to God's purposes. And in this sense, Paul highlights that these spiritual powers are limited and do not possess true wisdom or an understanding of God's plans. We would we would boldly argue that Paul's essential emphasis lies on those mischievous spiritual forces that persistently oppose God and operate in the world. Moreover, we would confidently assert that not only did the Jewish political and religious authorities accompanied by the raucous gang of demonic beings unmistakably recognize the true identity of Jesus, but we could even go so far as to entertain the amusing thought that some of the Romans, especially, say, for instance, Pontius Pilate and his wife, might have had a clue too. 
After all, it's, it's always a good laugh when even the most unexpected characters in a story catch on to the cosmic drama that's unfolding before them. But the idea that Jesus, um, rather the idea that the, the Jewish leaders, political and religious leaders, and possibly some of the Romans knew who Jesus was, um, aligns with uh, the parable in which Jesus implies at least that the religious leaders of his time were responsible for his death. In this parable, Jesus argues that they recognized who the heir was. So consider the text for a moment. Consider the parable. Jesus says here another parable. This is found in Matthew 21, 33 to 41. And these are the words of Jesus. Here another parable. There was a certain landowner who planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it and built a tower. And he leased it to vine dressers and went into a far country. And when the vintage time grew near, he sent his servants to the vine dressers that they might receive its fruit. And the vine dressers took his servants, beat one, killed one, and stoned another. And again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did likewise to them. <clears throat> then last of all, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the vine dressers saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. And therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine dressers? And they said to him, He will destroy those wicked men miserably and lease his vineyard to other vine dressers who will render him the fruits in their seasons. The context of this passage is, is passage is clear that Jesus was referring to the religious leaders who had been given stewardship over the oracles of God and the temple. These leaders were to be mediators between God and man until the appointed time that Jesus came. What we notice is clear. According to this parable, the vine dressers, which would be equated to the religious leaders in authority, knew who Jesus was. And in fact, the following text confirms that they understood that Jesus was referring to them. Now, when the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking of them. That's in Matthew 21, 45. So similarly, the, the evil spirits Jesus encountered during his ministry also displayed knowledge of his identity. And that's evidenced by their cries of, um, we know who you are, what do we have to do with you? Um, consider this, the text says in, in the Gospel of Mark, now there was a, a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out saying, let us alone, what have we to do with you? Jesus of Nazareth, did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And then, of course, there's another collaborating uh, verse just a couple chapters later, where it says, And the unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, meaning Jesus, fell down before him and cried out, saying, You are the Son of God. And that can be found in, in Mark chapter 3, verse 11. Now, regarding the phrase, they had they known, okay, so regarding the phrase, had they known, its significance doesn't revolve around a case of mistaken identity for Jesus. No, instead, 
Their perplexity centered on the remarkable twist God pulled off using death as a tool to bring forth life. Paul often speaks about the struggle between the kingdom of God and the forces of evil. For example, in Ephesians 6.12, Paul states, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. However, Paul's letter also frequently addressed the tensions between the message of the cross and the expectations and wisdom of the world. The apostle highlights that God's wisdom often appears foolish to the world and the rulers of this world did not understand God's God's plan or wisdom. Therefore, when Paul refers to the rulers of this world in 1 Corinthians 2, he's likely addressing both in his time political authorities and the spiritual powers that work in opposition to God's purposes. As we delve into this text, we, we uncover profound significance in Paul's message that can resonate with us today. But before anything else, we must reflect upon whether our perspective aligns with Paul's regarding the influence of spiritual forces and the recognition of the interconnectedness between the present political systems and those spiritual entities. Well, do you believe that? We do. Whether Paul refers um, to his time's political authorities or the spiritual forces at play in the world, the central theme remains constant. The wisdom of God embodied in Jesus Christ surpasses the limited understanding of world leaders and powers, be they political, spiritual, or both. These powers fail to grasp the, found, the profound consequences of crucifying the Lord of glory. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home.